What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 54 of Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast, because you can't serve below. Episode 54, man, that's right, we are at a year. Tim and I have been putting this podcast out for a year. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving us reviews, checking in with us, and all that awesome stuff. Uh, please check out our Facebook and our Instagram and our Tumblr. It's all Above Ground Podcast. Uh, check out AboveGroundPodcast.net. Um, pretty soon in the next few days, uh, we're going to be releasing our first survey. Uh, find out who our listeners are. So please take some time to fill that out. Uh, that'll be up on all our spots pretty soon. So uh, take the time to do that. But this week's episode is called The Fell on Black Days. This is Tim's story. Uh, I think you'll dig it. Thank you so much for the year. It's been awesome. We look forward to being a part of your next year. And as always, be well, be safe, and be above. And now this week fell on Black Days. Are you ready to lace up your boots, throw up your horns, and jump into the pit? Then let's stomp the stigmas of mental illness. It's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now, Will Foley and Timothy Patrick. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Above Ground Podcast. Uh, This is a special episode. It bookends our last special episode, uh, which was my story, but today is Tim's story. Um, I've known Tim now for a very long time. Uh, Tim used to work in my favorite record store and uh, Music Shack in Troy, and I met him there, and uh, I've played in a band with him a little bit in 09 called Splinters of Tomorrow, and... Uh, I've ridden motorcycles with him. I've watched him cry. I've watched him crash. Um, And I will say this, I've watched him grow. I've watched him grow into the dude that he is now. And it's, it's quite amazing to watch a flower bloom into, from seed to actual flower that shines. And Tim is a Tim is a good dude, and we're gonna talk about his his journey and how he got to where he is and where he came from. So what you wanted to see good has made you blind, and what you wanted to be yours has made it mine. Don't you look? Don't you lock up something that you wanted to see fly? Hands are for shaking, not tying. Those are some lyrics from Fell on Black Days. And these are Timmy's Black Days, the story of Timmy's Black Days. Thank you, Will. I'm just going to read this off that I wrote up, and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's all you can do, man. <clears throat> Immunity. The ability of an organism to resist a particular infection or toxin by the action of specific antibodies, lack of susceptibility, especially to something unwelcome or harmful. I did not choose this condition, this illness, or even this life. I did make a choice to speak up, take the wheel into my hands, and learn to drive. 
So here I am talking about my situations today that have occurred due to things like illness, lack of susceptibility, environment, lack of knowledge, lack of courage, and a misunderstanding of things, mostly myself. I feel that sharing words and conversation with others is a way to shed light and understanding with hopes of creating willingness and inspiration, something that I always encourage and on some occasions even assist others to do so. I personally am lacking in this department. As long as I can remember that one of my biggest hardships growing up was and still is me. Being too hard on myself, letting someone down, letting myself down, failure, feel, fear of failure, hurting others or getting hurt were just some of the things that were taking up most space in my head. It's quite possible some of the emotions I was feeling could connect to some of this as well, but was it all fact? Eventually not being good enough was the stain I wore on my chest, written all over me as if I was part of a Native American ceremony, but I wasn't putting on war paint and being revered. I was wearing the mark of shame and failure. Not knowing any different, or even what emotions were at the time, I devised a plan. I thought by keeping a guard up I would be okay, protected and feel safer from all those scary things out there, not feel the pain, not feel the hurt or the sad. The major problem to that, which I found out many, many years later, is that by doing this, I shut it all off. All of it. The joy, the sad, the hurt, the truth, the awkwardness, the smiles and the cries. Through climbing, years to come showed me that, that the process of barricading myself from the outside world shut off my ability to identify anything or any emotion that was controlling me. Eventually, living this way for a while, you start to tell yourself that all these thoughts are true, and it becomes a loop. Heck, it became a lifestyle. I didn't really know any different because it was a habit. <clears throat> it was a habit created by me at a young age. Eventually, years later, of continuing these bad habits and enforcing negative things, like failed attempt at curricular activities or relationships, it started to become a feeling of numbness. Feelings of empty or nothing, what I refer to now as the darkening. When, when the darkness became the only thing I saw or thought, I started to spiral down, deep down a dark, slippery slope. And after reaching for life, I realized I kept falling further and further. Any attempt at grabbing onto a rock or limb resulted in more dirt that came crumbling down, which eventually buried me. Through the struggling and staggering, I desired change and wanted to feel something other than pain, other than the darkening, other than that negative energy consuming me. But by hiding behind a wall, I never learned how to feel. I never learned about emotions or what they were, what they, what they even did, or they were okay to feel. And sometimes those emotions were actually valid. I never learned what feelings or thoughts I never learned what these feelings or thoughts actually were swirling in my head. I didn't know how to communicate them to others or even comprehend them to myself. 
That's where growing up in a house where pretty much everything is a mystery didn't help my situation. No one talked. No one hugged. No one showed much emotion of any kind. So if it was something that most people didn't talk about or were uncomfortable talking about, that was something that was definitely forbidden here. It wasn't until much later that I realized, and more hurdles, when I built a wall to keep the demons at bay, I ended up trapping them inside with me. And boy, did they get to know me through the years. All my insecurities, everything that I despised about myself. Sitting alone, feeling like a failure. At least in my mind, I was a failure. I had all the evidence. Pain and depression were my two best friends. And that's when they started talking. That's when I was introduced to the gremlins. You see, we all have gremlins that talk to us, taunt us, and they wait for you to feed them. And when you feed them, they start talking. When they start talking, they start to validate all the lies and all those negative words that you have spoken to yourself. So not only did they repeat the things that I said, but they also stacked more negativity on top of what was already piling up as to reinforce the thoughts that I was having, like they were building a Death Star. Having toxic friends and failed relationships were just par for the course, a course I had no clue how to, how to navigate and at times was oblivious that there was even any course. Even more surprising, I built this course. Can you believe it? Why would anyone set the groundwork for such dysfunction and challenges in their life? Throughout life, it has always been hard to relate to people who have had things handed to them or continuously stumble over good luck and are surrounded by positivity. That was just so foreign to me. I just always thought it was me. I just assumed that life sucked that much and maybe things were just never going to get any better. I was used to it. Maybe this was the way it was meant for me. Maybe this was the way it was meant to be for me. Thankfully, I've learned about perception and changing my brain to a more productive way, productive way of thinking. Maybe it was in my story that I had to learn it for myself this way so it would stick. It's not supposed to be easy for some of us, the warriors. It's supposed to be difficult because we were meant to go through the darkening and make it outstanding to help others. A gift that isn't really ours to keep, but to keep passing the gift along to others. We all deserve happiness, but that thought alone isn't always enough. It's not always reality. We don't deserve it because we want it. Sometimes we have to create it on our own. At the end of the day, we are all human beings with a choice. That's our choice to make alone. My early days as a teen, I would bury myself in music. And now that I look back on it, I think it was my only escape. It was my only ways of communicating and learning. It was like having a, a person by my side who understood me, but reality soon brought me back to a world full of doubt and feeling all alone. Feeling worthless. Still not realizing that my negative inner core belief was, I'm not good enough, and I never will be worth anything. After dealing with many more of life situations and constant hurdles, I learned that I was feeling that I didn't belong in this fast-paced modern world. 
but I pushed on. I had other thoughts that were far from the societal norms and outside the scope of what was acceptable. And that's when the ruminations began to feed the so-called truths in my head, and not belonging brought on ideations of suicide that began to consume me. It was that old familiar warm place to hide, my depression. It's those old genes, <laughs> as Will would like to say. And I actually seemed comfortable there, but it was taking over my anxiety. It was taking over and my anxiety was just fueling it as if they were rooting for each other to empty what was left inside this shell. Perception, balance, and downtime are things I learned to be important for me. When I decided I had enough of living this way, I took a step and went into a program that most certainly saved my life. It was an intense five-week outpatient program that addressed many issues and taught me priceless skills and strategies. These skills I had learned were undoubtedly priceless. They were the DBT skills that Will and I have talked about on the podcast, Dialectical Behavior Therapy. Today I still climb. Pain, hurt, and fear of not wanting to be in that dark place again, even though it's quite possible, are my biggest motivators. So that's my story, and it's mine to share. And I hope that these words could give another hope, not feel alone, be inspired, maybe even educated on some of the effects of mental health, or just the courage to be yourself. Some of you may understand, and some of you may just listen, but some will connect on a whole other level, maybe something that you had to overcome, and now you have a gift of sorts that doesn't really belong to you. So now it's your time to share it with others. Know this, you are not alone, and we are stronger together. We must join this fight and not only be there for one another, but learn from each other. It's not over yet, and I continue to write new chapters, but you have to accept your story. You have to own it in order to write new chapters and continue the story. The earlier chapters got me here, so I have to share that, as, that part as well. I did not choose this story, and I did not choose this illness, but I am choosing to do what I can do to make it better. Wow, man. That was, that was awesome. I remember the Thank first you, time, I remember the first time you read that for anybody. We were a group, and uh, I was, I was floored, floored by it, because... You put it together much more eloquently than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it wasn't even about putting it together eloquently. I just, I think writing that stuff down was 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 sort of my way of journaling. Yeah, you know. Okay. And I wanted to put it in a in a way that it, it was just a way that I could understand it. I guess, and maybe it might be easier for other people to relate or understand. Is it so? I guess my first question to you is, do you feel worthy now? And what is, wor days, and what is worthiness? Yeah, I guess define worthiness, you know. Um, I do, I do some days for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's, I guess for me, it's one of those things where if it's a, if it's a, if it's a, if, 
if if it's a constant thing that keeps popping up, that's a it's the same exact thing that keeps popping up in your life over and over and over again. It's just one of those things that that makes you question things. You know, if if this is one thing that keeps popping up, it's I'm I'm that missing link that you know I'm creating this thing or this thing is attached to me, so to speak, and I can't escape it. So it reinforces that, you know, you know, sometimes when you're walking down the street and you're like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of have a hold on things. And then like that, that thing pops up, you know, it's that one thing that continuously pops up and you just, it just makes you question it. Does it always feel like somebody's waiting behind a bush to jump out at you? Yes. So so a similar feeling. Yeah. Like, like, like the shoes about the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Which sucks because you can't. You can't, it's like about staying in the moment. You can't, if something cool or, or fun or, 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 you know, positive is happening, it's almost like you can't fully embrace it and enjoy it because you're, you're in, in the back of my head, I'm going, well, um, something, something else is going to happen because it's got to balance this out, you know? It's that constant tug and pull of, of, of if this is good, then something bad is coming. Yeah. 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 I don't know what that is, but that's, you know. Do you, do you ever, do you feel more light now than you do dark? Or do you, or is the dark just, or is it more dusk? Like, is it, or is it like sunrise? Like where the dark is still there a little bit, but you can see the sun? Yeah, I think maybe a sunrise. I, I think you know, diff, day, each day is different, and I think that some days I actually, if it, if it's just dusk, I I I I look for a light and I grab it and I and I demand that there's light in the day. Do you get to hold on to it? That's the tricky part. I mean, how much light do you hold on to? Hmm, that's a, that's a good question. You know, I think when... I think, like, when the stars are aligned, obviously, you know, you can hold on to that light. It's a little bit brighter. You can hold on to that longer, you know? Um, we always talked about having a struggle buddy. So, um, in nine out of times, you are my struggle buddy. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, I think that thankfully the way things have always seemed to work, at least in my head, if 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 I'm on the bus, you're not on the bus, you know, and if you're on the bus, I'm not on the bus. So we we can kind of gain strength from each other, you know. I'm glad that I could. I'm glad oh, that yeah, I can. You have I'm many, glad that I can help that because you've inspired me too, man. I've watched you. I'll, I'll never forget, like. And maybe Tim, Tim can, and I can talk about this a little bit, but, uh, Tim in, in the last episode, when I talked about me, um, Tim and I have known each other a long time and, and, and the fact that we were in the same environment and there was so much external stuff outside of that environment going on for both of us at that time led to us to not be friends. And we were, uh, we were both in separate spots at the time prior to this podcast starting, and 
I walked into Whole Foods and came around the corner and there's Tim and Tim and I looked at one another and <laughs> neither one of us knew exactly what the other one was going to say to one another. And I, we just kind of asked each other how we were doing and got talking and, and that's when the idea sprouted for this podcast, man. Yeah. And you had told me what that's, you were told, told me you were volunteering. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. That's, you know, like I, I was kind of in that same arena. I guess. Yeah, because so you were just was it, you had just come out of program. I think so. Just, I think I just come out, um, or maybe not that long, right? Actually, no. I think that may have been before I went in. Oh, maybe it was before you I went think in. It may have been before because I, I think you may because. Okay. Just because I, I was, I mean, I, I've been seeing a therapist for a while, but I was really working with my therapist around that time and. And it was like, like I was, I was starting to grasp things, I guess yep. you could say, but you know, and, and then you, then you, that once that darkness finally hits, it's like everything you, you thought that you were understanding or any, anything that you did pick up and you actually learned, you know, it wasn't there, you know? Right. I, was, I didn't have the, I, I, I didn't have the, um, the ability yet to to carry that tool belt, you know, or probably, I don't even think I realized to even have a tool belt. Well, you can't be a Jedi without the training. Right. You know, it's, you can't get the lightsaber and know how to use it. Can't <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. You can't just pick it up and, you know, start and, st and fight Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. You can't fight your father in the, in the, in the, in the gallows of a dungeon. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can't fight the Dagobah system. <laughs> that ghost comes, man. Do you do you feel do you feel far removed from that time? Like, have, can you separate yourself from that, or is it still is it still got its hand on your shoulder? Is it is it still like? I mean, I know we talk about this stuff every week, and we talk about it every day. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. probably not many days where we don't at least not, at least yeah. talk, or at least you know say something to one right. the other. So, is that is the hand still on your shoulder? I don't know if the hand's on the shoulder, or or if I know that it's behind that you know corner up there. Is it like the boogeyman? Maybe, you know, and and I think I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a positive way to deal with it, but it's it's, you know, it's something that I've been doing. And, and you know, it's I guess it's it is it, it, it has its um, has its positive outcomes. Now, is there like is there. A certain point that drove you to that spot? Like, is there is there one big event, or was it the culmination of a bunch of just different stuff happening? Like, it so happens with a lot of people. Yeah, that... I think it was a. I think it was a. I think it was a culmination. I, I, I know that work had a, a lot to do with it. Um, being understaffed, and it was, it was. Uh, it was right around um, 
the the season, the the big season, you know, the Christmas season. Yeah. So you know when you're working ten hour days and you're working your day off and it, you don't feel like you know it, it it's almost like it's it's unnatural you know what i mean well it's then like, the absence of light during that time right. too where you're talking about the seasons and and i would assume i i can't assume anything but i would assume that maybe you have a seasonal do you have a seasonal bend here i think a little bit just be, because of um you know i find um I find more joy in in like riding my motorcycle, which would you know is more of a seasonal thing. So sure, and when you when you garage that up, man, right. that's got to there's got to be some sort of grief that comes with that. Sure, because I know I know that was the worst time of year for me. Yeah. Also, is that it's like you're taking away one of your things that you can't really right, you know, and you know enjoy. you can't do it. Right, so that wasn't there. And I, I don't think I was, I just don't think I knew, well, I, I, I did not know what I know now, you know what I mean? So I didn't know to do certain things. You can only rise to the level of your education, so to speak. Did you, did you deal with this during the Section 8 days also? Did you have, or was it more at bay because you didn't face it? Or did it like, is there a point in your life where you knew that something wasn't gelling? Like, is there a specific, I think the anxiety, I don't, I don't know if I can pick like a specific time or place, but I, I, I didn't realize the depression as much at all. The, the anxiety was always there and the anxiety was something that it was just, I knew I knew it by name, mm-hmm. but I I couldn't recognize it by face. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So it was like, yeah, I have anxiety and, and I'm you know nervous to do this or whatever. But I couldn't like now I can kind of connect the dots and go, yeah, I'm nervous to do this, and then go, why am I nervous to do this, and figure out what dots to connect to 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 recognize why I'm nervous to do this. That's a lot of self-awareness. So, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that's, for me, that's that's what I got to do, you know. To connect the dots? Yeah. Is yeah. It, does that, is that a, is that a method that you've only developed in, in recent months? Or was no, that, I, was that something that you did without I thinking think I, about it? I think I did that with certain aspects of my life, not necessarily that had to do with me, but just like, um, uh, you know, I guess if, uh, if I was, you know, buying a, a, a TV, I would have to, you know, of course, take like two weeks out and compare, you know, TVs and, and get them next to each other and figure out what, you know, what I need and what, what, what works best. You know, this has four you know, outputs and this has three and this, you know, to figure out which one is, is best suits me. I guess. Now, is that part of overthinking? Do you over... Is that... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's... it. But, again, I think that that aspect, what, what I would like to try and do is to take something like my anxiety and find a way to use it for good. You know what I mean? Because it, it's not something that 
as you know, it's not something you can just, it's not something that's just going to go away, you know? No, it doesn't just you go know? away. It will lessen and some days are better than others, but some days I, I again, being self-aware, like I'll, I, I have to stop and go, wow, why, what, what's going on? Like, why is my leg shaking or why is my baseline a lot higher today? Like, what is happening right now? And, you know, what's my environment? What, what am I thinking? All that stuff goes into play. So, uh, you know, just, just having that kind of um, maybe mindset or I don't know. It's, it's funny because my, my father has like what I would call like a mechanical mind. Like, you know, he's just one of those guys that would like fix his furnace. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to fix this today. And like, you know, and like my brother has always had that as well. Like, you know, he'd work on his car or his motorcycle and whatever and just do it. And I was like, I just don't have that. Like, you know, and it never wasn't like, I don't have it. Like, woe is me. I just didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't have that kind of thing. But I'm kind of finding out that when it comes to my mental health, I sort of, sort of have a little bit of that because I kind of, that's how I like break everything down. And I'm like, it's not just like, yeah, you have anxiety. Well, now I'm like, in my head, I'm going, well, why? Like, why is that? Why am I doing this? Or what can I do to curb this? You know? But that's only developed in the last few years, though. Sure, that, yeah. Because I... I would say, I would say, I would say, um, I don't know what year. Um, I would say when I, when I got out of Four Winds, really when it, when... Because I started to understand what certain things, again, like I knew anxiety by the name, but not by the face. Right. You know, so I started to put face to names, you know, with things that I learned there. And um, just from there, just, you know, educating myself, um, you know, looking up things, whether, you know, YouTube videos or, or reading about um, Buddhism or watching, you know certain people talk, um, like Alan Watts, you know, um, and then it just, that just turned into like me getting, um, you know, diving into audiobooks and just listening to audiobooks. Now, do you find your head get too filled with stuff? Like, is there a cutoff point for you where you just can't absorb anymore? You know, I, I, I think you were the one that that had brought that to my attention. There was like a time where, where I think it did. And I was, and it could have been self sabotage, if you want to call it. Like, it was like, I feel like I'm stuck. And I, and in my head, I'm like, Oh man, I've been doing all this work. I feel like I should be a little bit further along. So it was like, you know, one of those creating my own suffering kind of things by saying to myself, you know, I, I should, I should be a little bit further along than I am. But you know, each flower, each plant grows at its own pace. You know, depending on the soil or how much you water it, and it it doesn't it doesn't take away that it's still a rose, but it just blooms a little bit later. But right. it doesn't take away the fact that it's indeed a rose. You know, right? Not saying I'm a rose, but <laughs> <laughs> every rose has a star, buddy. Yeah, every... Oh man. <laughs> That was awesome. Um, I've watched you grow immensely. In I've watched you grow immensely, and I I'm I'm proud to say that 
you're my friend, but I'm I'm prouder of who you are and who you're becoming. Um, I I've seen Tim at some of his worst. I've mm. I've been in the ER with that's Tim. true. Um, I've 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 seen I actually it. kind of forgot about that. And you just brought it up. Yeah, I've seen it. And I've said this to him before. I wish I had actually stayed and gone into the room with him instead of his mom because it may have been it it may have helped well, at you... a certain point sooner than than getting you to the next part of it. Yeah, because I was I was I was definitely obliv- oblivious to like you know, just just the word mental health. I guess at that at that stage, you know. Because now, is it was it oblivious? Was it was it oblivious, or was it something that you just did not? Was it the stigma? Because we we talk about stigma so much. I don't much think it that- was the stigma. It was just not even. It wasn't. Um, you know, it's like going to uh, a fish fry and, and looking for a slice of pizza on the menu. You know what I mean? It was like that. It was just wasn't there. You know. All right, so it wasn't. I, I I mean I think because I remember that which it was it was a it was a panic attack is what ended up happening that day. It was what brought brought me to the ER, and I had in the past had issues with vasovagal. Right. So and I, I, I I've seen it. I, I and know. I thought it was that. I thought that's what it was linked to. And I'm just like maybe just stress, whatever it was, but. Again, now knowing certain things, I remember, I remember lying on the sidewalk, and the and the EMT was like, you know, full grown, you know, pretty pretty hefty guy was trying to, you know, undo my fingers because I was clenching my fists, and he was, and he he's like, you know, just relax, you know, un, un, you know, let your hands go, and he couldn't even like unclench them, you know. So now wow. I look back on it and go, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Is it, was it like, was it terror? Were you, was it fear? Were you like just, were you just blinded by fear? Or I think, I would say it was definitely some, yeah, both of those terror, fear. And then, and then the fact that you have those, that feeling. And I thought I was going to pass out. So I thought it had to do with the vagal. So I was like, I know how that goes. So I was kind of that just created more anxious, you know what I mean? Anxiety. Right. It's well, like and, when and we know that anxiety, panic, atta- panic attacks right. do that, where you start to feel, and you know we've talked about it right. in the past about mine. Yeah, too. I was going to say, yeah, it happened with I've you. I've had, I've had them, I've had them, and ended up in the ER twice, thinking that something was because you do, you that's you how you just, feel, and right. then once you start getting in your head and start thinking it, and then, right, you're like, oh yeah, that's yeah, it, yep, that's yep, what it is. Freeway's open, yeah. go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, where we go. Yeah, so freeway on the ambulance. There yeah. you go. So that definitely, um, yeah. But you know, you would, you know, it's again, like you said, you could sit there and say should haves, and you know, I wish, I wish, you know, that that should have opened the door back then, and you know, caught my attention, but it just didn't. It just, you know. I mean, there was a lot going on at that yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, you were. I, yeah, it was going through a divorce. Yeah, which I mean, will send a lot of. You know, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, I definitely think that it caused probably my mom to 
that was part of it for sure. Sure. Even though a lot of that was brought on by her, but it, it's it's those... still to to you know I mean sometimes you you do stuff um, whether it be out of anger or, or whatever you're in your emotional mind and and then you you know the next day you realize holy crap this is happening so, right you know it's and then like, it hits wow, you and then, yeah and then the wheels start turning and yeah for sure. Now, were you able to, before your mom passed away, were you able to talk to her about any of this? Like, how is this, like, how did this affect your family? Like, is this, is this, do, I mean, you say that you guys didn't talk about anything. Yeah. So is it, <laughs> is, has it ever, like, I mean, does anybody want to talk about it? Or in a spe- you know, did you ever get a chance to? I unfortunately I did not get a chance. Um, uh, I think, I think, well, after my mom passed, I, I don't remember the the time frame, but I I did end up. Um, I wrote a letter to her, which you know, just writing a letter and then I read it. So you know, kind of getting the words on paper and stuff. Um, and then probably a couple years or so after I wrote that letter, I just kind of wrote down, not a full letter, but just saying like, um, you know, because I think I held some resentment that, you know, most, I don't want to say most kids do, but just, I, I don't know, blame maybe, resentment. I just, I just basically told her that I know that she did the best that she could do, you know, and I feel that way with both my parents and I, I never really had a bad relationship with them. I just, I just uh, feel that they did what, you know, they did the best they could do with what they had. And that's, and we don't learn that. Right. And some of us never learn that, that we're all just trying to do the best we can. Right. And, and the emotional mind is, is a is a tough trap to get stuck in, man. And what yeah. what have you like? What is one of the things that you've? What is one thing that you've learned the most about yourself through all this? Like <sighs> about myself? Yeah. Like what's what's something that you had no idea about, and then all of a sudden that insight just smacked you upside the head. Hmm. I didn't realize that I had this many issues. <laughs> <laughs> Do we ever really? <laughs> I would say I, I, I mean that probably is really what I would say. But I think I, I, I never realized how, um, what's the word I want to use? How bad my anxiety was. How, how much it actually controls my life. Wow. Yeah, like I, I, you know, you had talked, earlier in your episode about like you just stopped going to shows and stuff like that and I think my anxiety had a lot to do with that it was just like I, I mean even though the rooms were big it was just like I gotta be in a you know closed area next to somebody tight squeeze I don't know you know I'd almost make excuses like you know now I don't know where I'm gonna park so maybe that's not a good idea to go and yeah I, I've I, yeah I felt that too I felt that I've gotten over that yeah more so but I definitely have felt that, and I definitely do not like being in huge crowds. Like I get really angsty and yeah, and nervous. Did you get over that just with time, or did, was there something that you specifically? I don't know if I'm ever over it, right? Because and it just maybe just my um, 
my impatience, you know, and that and that could be more of what it is for me is just impatience. Okay, that's fair. Um, who's uh, who's a who's a band that you never got to see that you'd want to see? Who's one band or or multiple bands that you never hmm. got to see that you'd want to see, man? That's a good question. I would. Um... I did see them, so I would probably, I mean, back in the heyday, I would like to be able to see Black Sabbath, you know, Oh with yeah. Ozzy, you know, Bill Ward, Tony, Geezer. Yeah. Um, jeez, uh, I would probably say that, maybe, maybe Soil Work, but I think that... I think, yeah, I think that might be it. Yeah? I think so. You never saw Slow Work? No, that... They, and they don't tour here very often. No, they That's came a... to Winners once, and I... Uh, I don't know. I don't recall why I did not go. I think anxiety, maybe? I, I'm not really sure. It was a while ago. Now, so it's funny that you say that, because I have a... Do you blame things for your anxiety? Or do you... Or is it... Do you... It, does anxiety ever become an excuse for anything? Like, because it's, it's now granted, it's real. Anxiety yeah. is crazy, right. but you can also use it. No. You can also right. use it on the other end, too, where. No, in fact, if anything, I, I probably go to the other side of it and don't, don't really acknowledge it as much. Like, I do with my own stuff, but like, if it's something like if there's other people involved, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not. Um, maybe that's the, the, the cultural problem side of it is like, I don't sit down and go, Hey, you know what? I, I did this because I was feeling this. Oh, so it's you know acknowledged. I mean? Like you may not acknowledge that it's right. the anxiety where you might be like, Oh, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. And then it becomes, yeah, never, never like a blame thing or, you know, excuse, but just like, uh, you know, in my, I, I guess, yeah, I just don't really. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't use it as an excuse, but I would just, I would say like, maybe the other end where I, I don't acknowledge it when I should. As much, you know, like I've always said to myself, I. Like I need to. Work on taking time out for myself, you know what I mean. Yeah, self care is important. Yeah, yeah. As long as it doesn't become an excuse to be selfish, no. and that's no, definitely not. No, not at all. I mean, I don't see. I don't. It, I I've never done that, so I don't see myself doing it. Favorite or least favorite word? <sighs> favorite word. Hmm. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, sleep. Yeah. Least favorite word? Conform. <laughs> I can see that. I can, <laughs> I can definitely see that. You would definitely wear that shirt. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that word. I don't like it at all. I don't yeah, like it. Yeah. Timmy doesn't. Don't put Timmy in a corner. That's right. <laughs> don't put Baby in a corner. Yeah. Don't like it. So if there's something, one thing that you could do for mental health, for mental wellness in, in 
in any form capacity without constraint, what would it be? I would burn the system down and, and rebuild and I would link education with it and, and get rid of, um, standardized tests, um, you know, get the necessary help in schools as far as social workers, psychologists. I would have meditation rooms in school. I would have life skills classes, teach DBT and CBT, um, you know, obviously age appropriate. And, um, you know, just put a put a big, big emphasis on, on mental health and, and, and really, really really teach skills in order for people to, I feel, I feel like our society has this, uh, I don't even know what you would want to, they, they don't really, they, they, they hide, they steer away from things like, like, let's not go into this room because this room has, it's a dangerous room, you know, which I get, but at the same time, well, let's teach kids how to navigate through this dangerous room. You know what I mean? Like, why can't we teach them how to how to do certain things or, or you know, kind of teach them about emotions and all this stuff? And it seems very logical, like we should just know it, but we don't know. I, I didn't know it, and I'll be the first to, to admit I didn't know it. And I would stand here and tell anybody, like, I don't know that. And, and you know, thanks for letting me know, and, and I'll work on that. But I just feel like with 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 time... You would you would generate a whole new a whole new culture, you know, and and on the side of the medical side as well as you know as educating it and bringing these, you're going to make better humans. You're going to make better parents, so they're going to have better kids, and the kids are going to grow up to be better humans, and and they'll know about going to to the doctor, and it's going to be from both angles. So. So it won't be necessarily going in for like a, a yearly checkup, but maybe like a um, a quarterly quarterly um, wellness checkup, you know. And it's just something that would just be more normal, I guess. Make things a little bit more normal, in the, if you know what you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, make it make this this mental health this conversation more normal. I love it. I know you've fallen on black days at times, man, but your days are looking much, much brighter. Thank you, sir. Thanks for being a part of this, man. I wouldn't do it with anybody else, Will. Yeah, uh, man. You too, man. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we've enjoyed sharing our stories over the last couple, and thank you so much for making this year. And we're looking forward to this year and, and continuing our growth. And as we grow, we're going to help you grow. So... Until next week, be well, be, be safe. safe, be above. Above Ground Podcast is in no way intended to be a substitute for professional help in any manner or degree. We are not therapists, doctors, or professionals in the medical field. These are the opinions and experiences of two individuals just like you, our peers who live with mental illness and all of its conditions. 
If you or anyone you know are experiencing a mental health crisis, please go to your nearest emergency room, call 911, or you can call the National Suicide Hotline 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at one 273 8255 That's one 273 8255 Be well, be safe, be above. <laughs>